Welcome back to another episode of Character Concerns with Jay Binkley, Chris Unocero. I am Nick Schwert. Guys, we are seven days removed from Mock Draft 1.0, and I have a question for you guys. Why did it turn into 1.0 when it comes to Mock Drafts? It can't ever just be Mock Draft 1, Mock Draft 2. It's always 1.0. I don't ever see Mock Draft 1.5. Well, you just have to do it sequential, like 1.0, 2.0. Yeah, but we don't need the decimals. And there's a race, though, nationally for people to be 8.0, 9.0, you know. I don't, yeah, I don't know, I don't where, know why we, we do where, where we added the decimal points, yeah. but I think it sounds more scientific. Well, just be unique. You just go mock draft one, mock draft two. But no, because no, no, now no, I feel like you, we need to be a part of the club. Didn't we put 1.0 last week for yes. our... Because we, so we have to do it now. Oh, Otherwise, yeah, we it doesn't can't. Make any do it like a Top Gun, mock one, mock two, mock three, mock four. How about this, guys? Well, we... We could, we, we could try something new today because we are going to do another mock draft today, but we are just going to be drafting round one. So all 31 picks of round one, we can we could call this one mock draft 1.5. Yeah, because it's crossed between the Chiefs only mock. Actually, I like that because it's it's different. Which, by the way, I continue to get mock drafts for like 12 picks. Hey, Jay, what do you think of this mock? Like, <laughs> well, I like your picks, but you get two extra Once, once I start counting the picks and I realize we, it's it's too many, I just like it. You guys are both better than me about when people send in the mock drafts about responding and giving them grades. I need to start getting better. And I'm going to start grading you the same way that Pro Football Focus grades you when you put your mock in on their website. By the way, uh, how, how are you guys feeling now a week later? From our mock draft. You know, I'm fine with it. Pro Football Focus is great. You know, it's, it's kind of funny because if you take their best player available, you're going to probably end up with an A. Or they like, because they, they tell you who you should take. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you venture out there, remember, Patrick Mahomes got a bunch of C minuses and stuff like that during the draft process. I'm happy with it. Um, I really like that that one pick. You know, Jalen Hyatt, you know, my feelings towards him from the beginning. You made that pick, uh, Nick, at 31, and he's showing up in more and more mock drafts. I mean, some some of them that actually scares me. I don't want groupthink. Well, it just it's just, it's what happens sometimes, you know. And I've seen two uh, recent NFL.com ones. Charles Davis even had Jalen Hyatt going as well. So it's starting to get more buzz, which is good because those that don't like Jalen Hyatt throw him in the second or the third. Well, by the way, the guys who are most commonly mocked to the Chiefs a year ago were Dax Hill, the safety out of Michigan. Yep. Uh, Boye Mafe, Arnold Ebikidi. Those were the guys that were routinely and uh, oh, Kyir Elam. Christian Kyrie Watson Elam, got yeah. some run towards the end. He on did, some of them. yeah, he did, he did. But and Sky Moore a little bit too, but not not super common. So so just to be clear, like it's we go with these popular picks, but then you realize like we don't even know if the Chiefs were ever in on Dax Hill. We don't even know if they had a first round grade on him. Or, I, I don't think they you did. know the same with all of these dudes. So it's fun. That's the whole point of doing these mock drafts, and we have fun with it, and we're gonna have fun with this one again today. And here's the thing: you see a lot of these articles and stuff that come out about top thirty visits. Keep this in mind. A lot of times that's a smokescreen, and the Chiefs bring in a lot of top thirty visits that are probably sixth rounder, seventh rounder, undrafted, but. It can be a smokescreen. Oh, the Chiefs brought him. Uh, uh, by the way, I got a smokescreen for you. But they use that as a smokescreen quite a bit. Uh, Darnell Wright, tackle out of Tennessee, posted to his Instagram story today walking through the uh, new Kansas City airport. That is a uh, <laughs> a breaking news item right there. It's confirmed. Darnell Wright to Kansas City at pick I'm, number 31. I'm we can just end this podcast right now. 100% con- uh, convinced they will not take it. The funniest thing is high. when they do if the falls, after. maybe. When the, when, the, when the guys call in if they've been drafted by the Chiefs because they have every single one of them. Yeah. And the, one of the questions always is from the media. One, once they get past the barbecue the questions, did the Chiefs ever talk to you during the process? And many of the times it's no because they don't want 
people to know they're talking because they already know about you. They're already doing PIs and bringing in and finding out everything about you personally. So it is a game. I know people are panicking, which is funny because I remember a couple years ago. Wait, who's panicking? Oh, the fans are about the Chiefs wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. People now oh, believe that wide receiver. go, go yeah. wide receiver round one becomes more pertinent because that's kind of where the Chiefs are banking the draft here. Is a couple years ago, Dusty and I were doing it at night, and that's when they signed Tyron Matthew. And the whole open was that I was saying, hey, calm down, don't panic. The Chiefs have something up their sleeves, and I clearly believe they have something up their sleeves for this draft, and I do think it will be a wide receiver in the first round. Okay, so that's the whole reason why we wanted to do this today. I know last week we did the seven-round Chiefs mock draft, but specifically, you know, everybody wants to know, who are the Chiefs going to take in the first round? Who are they going to be targeting at pick number 31? And that's a... It's a hard question to answer without knowing what's going to happen in the first 30 picks of that draft, right? The first episode we did of this podcast, we talked about what are the defining characteristics of this draft class. And we talked a lot about the quarterbacks that are going to be going at the top and how that's going to impact and have ripple effects throughout the rest of the first round. That's why we want to sit down. We're going to do a 31 pick round one mock draft to try and get a sense of what other teams may be looking for how this draft more may fall to the Chiefs and how that's going to impact what they do, not only a pick 31, but how that affects what they're going to do with the rest of the draft. So we are going to do the same thing that we did last week. We will go around in a circle. We'll take turns making these different selections. I haven't even done the math yet uh, as to doing it. I know the, the draft order is going to be Bink first, Chris second, myself third. So I don't know who will get the Chiefs Pick. Should we have we decided? Is it I'm, going to be? I'm is it going to be it out right now? I'm figuring it out right now. Is <laughs> I'm it, putting my picks on on my phone here so I can figure. Is out. it going to Put be them all on your phone? Do so we want to do keep a keep them? We didn't document this. So. Do we need to do a group selection for we, pick thirty one? We can do a group selection since all three. I don't of us. know, but what if I don't like who you want to pick? Well, what if I don't like? We, last week we all had to agree. Bink's gonna get it. It was like a jury. Okay, Bink's gonna get room. it. I just, I just, I just did the math calculation. Well, you know where Bink's I'm going. gonna get the first round. Pick. Well, what if? Now, you know what? Now, <laughs> no, see, no, now no, I can be strategic. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm gonna no, no. take this all is, Bink's guys early. This is not how we're gonna do this. You're gonna do this. Can I go ahead on? with 31 now? No, no, no. no. no we're not going in reverse order. We can't. Don't get. Don't get saucy here. Okay. Okay. Don't get saucy here. Pick who you think is the best player for that team at that position. Okay. Don't take Jalen Hyatt just because you want to. You want to slip being up. Okay. Here at why don't you, Chris, show me how it's done? Because you are now on the clock. The Carolina Panthers at pick number one. Oh no! It's a, it's Bink first. Oh yeah, Bink. Bink sorry, Bink you're off. first. Don't okay. you try to you try to steal Bink's thunder? <laughs> see if I can like, see if I can slip throw that in there. Off, throw him <laughs> off there. <laughs> get my Roger Goodell voice. Yeah. The Carolina Panthers, in the first pick of the 2023 draft here in Kansas City, glorious Kansas City, <laughs> be C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio yeah. State. Uh, I saw the you know the odds makers at this point basically are putting it at about a 60% chance, a 58% chance, I think, at that C.J. Stroud goes number one overall. Okay. I got a big kick out of everybody saying, well, we went to dinner with the Panthers night four. Well, you know what? So did Will Levis. <laughs> so did yeah, they they yeah. all took him to dinner the night before the pro day. The Panthers are trying so hard well, to mm-hmm. convince people. I just cracked they, up they when people said, well, you went, to, you went to dinner with the Panthers. Well, yes, but they also took Bryce Young out. Like, yeah. And Will Levis. Yeah. I know the Panthers are trying hard to trade down if – at all possible because they spent too much to move up to one. They they they're not going to be able to move down. Um, at second overall pick, I've got the Texans taking quarterback Bryce Young from Alabama. Okay, so I feel like there's not a lot of drama here in the top three. 
The only drama would be if Anthony Richardson goes one or two. Yeah, which at this point seems like it's just not going to happen. It, it would, would be a big you swing. Would, you would think that, but like you, you know how these teams are. They convince themselves. So, so here's the real question. If it goes C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young 1-2, which I, I fully agree will happen, do you think there is anyone who would value Anthony Richardson or Will Levis enough to jump up and try to trade with the Cardinals at pick three? I could see the Colts doing it. Well, yeah. the Colts, yeah, the, uh, well, the Colts I mean, would only be doing the, it if they're playing defense, if yeah, they're trying exactly. to keep somebody exactly. else from getting their guy. Exactly. Like, I could see that if they convince themselves that someone else is going to try to make that mm-hmm. jump, I could totally see that. I don't happens. think there's a need to, though, because the Cardinals aren't going quarterback. So. Right, which that's kind of the point. Yeah, but like, what if, like, let's say the Falcons decide. So to, I think the Cardinals may try to shop this pick if they say, hey, we're not going quarterback. We know there's a lot of quarterback hungry teams. If you want your guy, Here's the spot to do it because you figure the Colts are taking somebody at four. But uh, let's just assume there are no trades. But we're not doing trades. trades. We're not doing trades. Okay, no trades. So uh, I'm going with Will Anderson, outside linebacker, best defensive prospect in the class. Uh, this is kind of a no-brainer for me. Uh, Will Anderson at three to the Cardinals. Such a dominant player. When so you good. watch this guy play, I mean, guy just jumps off the off the page. This, this is this is a guy that's going to be. Well, it's always a run. Can he get the double-digit sacks as a rookie? It's a real hard bar to get to yeah, really in the hard. National Football League. I think he does. And I think he clearly gets yeah. there. All right, uh, Chris, back to you. Or Bink, sorry, I keep trying to do this. <laughs> he's trying Bink, to take away your Bink, picks. Bink, it's <laughs> you. Uh, pick four Indianapolis Colts. You going quarterback here? Uh, Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. So he seems to pretty firmly have taken over Will Levis for that third quarterback spot. Yeah, I mean, it's not a shocker considering how good he was at the combine. And I mean, to be honest, I think, I mean, I, I understand why. I just wouldn't. I okay. wouldn't take him here. So, as far as the Chiefs are concerned, picking 31, it's now 30, 29, 28 players in front of them. Now, that correct. We have three yeah, quarterbacks if you just like first. assuming, yeah, they're not taking a quarterback. So, the Chiefs so. now drop down to pick 28. Okay. So, now here's where the draft, I think, really kind of starts to open up, depending on what you have the Seahawks doing here at pick five, Chris. Now, I will say this. I think there's a very good possibility that the Seahawks might look to trade back if there's a quarterback needy team mm-hmm. and Levis or Richardson still on the board. I could totally see a team trying to trade up with them because this is a the pick that they got from the Broncos. So I, I could totally see them doing that, but obviously no trades here. So in this instance, I'm going to go with uh, edge rusher from Texas Tech, Tyree Wilson, yeah. who I actually think has a really good chance to be the best edge rusher from this draft class. Like, just from a physical standpoint. Even better than Anderson. Yeah, I think he has a really good chance. Like, just from a physical standpoint, reminds me a lot of, like, a Miles Garrett, just from a body standpoint. And, yeah, I think he's I think he's got really good chance of being the best edge rusher. Okay, so the Lions are sitting here at pick number six. Now, the Lions have multiple picks in the top 20. Their offense was phenomenal last year under Ben Sutton, and... Or not Ben Sutton, uh, Ben Johnson, Cameron Sutton, cornerback. They signed a couple. They signed uh, Chauncey, uh, or CJ, CJ Gardner-Johnson, and Cameron Sutton. So they've got multiple defensive backs. That's probably what I would have went with, like Christian Gonzalez. Out of yeah, Oregon everyone here. was mocking either, uh, was it Witherspoon or, uh, or Christian Gonzalez? Yeah, team. so, man, they could go a lot of different ways here. I could see them going offensive tackle, if you maybe like... Uh, Peter Skaronsky, but you know what? At pick number six, you're going all in on offense. I feel like. Keep in mind, they also look Luke Van Ness. That is the name. Uh, yeah, out there. I know. I know. I don't like it there early. 
Man, okay. So I either want to go offensive tackle or I want to go, like, is it too early to go wide receiver here? Because from a talent perspective, I don't think, I, this is a little too rich for my blood for going Quentin Johnson or JSN at pick number six. If they're sitting there at pick nine or ten, I would like it a little bit more. I mean, this would be like if in the, if you're the Lions in this case, especially because they shored up their corner situation, you probably call teams to see if they can you can trade back a few picks. You got four defensive backs in free agency. Yeah, and so like quality, no wide receivers in free agency. Exactly. So, like in this case, I imagine that the, the but you GM know, for the Lions is going to try to trade back. You know, here. J- you you drafted Jamison Williams in the first round last year. Amon Ross St. Brown, like that's a really good ten. Would you go all in and, and draft another like a Quentin Johnson type and just say, okay, he's a number one, right? Quentin Johnson profiles to be a number one receiver in the NFL. I know I'm taking too long on this one. I think you have Dan Campbell on offensive mind head coach. So and like your quarterback is is uh what's, what's his name? From Stafford. Staff uh, no not Stafford. Or Goff. Uh, Goff. All right. You got Goff. He's he's a talent dependent quarterback. I would I right, think I'm doing I it. think he gets I'm going somewhere. Quentin Johnston wide receiver out of TCU. All right, so Bink, back to you. You have him jumping up a lot yeah. more than where he's trending lately, which I don't understand. I he hasn't done anything. I don't know either. He continues to fall down. I don't know either. But uh, uh, it's it, it, that's just one of the things. Mock draft season, like people kind of just like convince themselves of these these narratives and they just kind of roll with them. But right. uh, pick yeah. seven, Raiders, Bink. Uh, this is where I, I do think Will Levis ends up. Okay. So I'm going the fourth quarterback taken, Will Levis, at pick seven to the to the Raiders. That's pretty surprising. I mean, I, I mean, they, they paid Jimmy G. I'm sure that they're going to try to get as much out of him as possible. Yeah, I still think they're going quarterback. They, they, I, they very well could. I think, though, a lot of people would be surprised. Because Jimmy G is going to be Jimmy sitting there G. looking over his shoulder again. And he should be. <laughs> he should be. He's he, Jimmy G, whose average margin of defeat to the Chiefs is 17 points right, again. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> okay. he's, yeah, they, he should be looking over his shoulder there. Um, so for the Falcons at eight, I think this is where the, 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 the slippage ends for Jalen Carter. I think he is a great talent. There are some concerns there about what happened at the pro day. Obviously what happened off the field. Some character with concerns. That, there's some character concerns mm. there, but I, I think that in this situation here, if you're a team like the Falcons, you capitalize on that and you go out there and you get a steal in Jalen Carter at eight. He's a complete steal. And it's a shame that teams are backing so far away from I, he's, he's still going top 10. I think a lot of teams will regret this. I think they'll look back at it and go, man, I don't, think a, I don't think Carter, a lot should. of teams are going to regret this. Maybe like the Lions or the Raiders could regret it if they if their picks end up not working out. I don't know if a ton of teams are going to regret not picking them, though. Okay, so now it's back to me with the Chicago Bears at pick nine. I was kind of hoping Jalen Carter might slide to me there, um, but uh, I think that's probably the wise move to send him to Atlanta. You know, I thought that the Bears were going to be in on Orlando Brown Jr., and they weren't, and they emphasized fit, but I think we kind of learned afterwards that teams around the league just viewed him as more of a right tackle. They did not view him as a, a solution Nate to their Davis left tackle. Nate Davis was the only problems. lineman they brought in. He's a guard. So, so tackles available. Um, no offensive lineman off the board. The real question becomes, who do you think is the best lineman in this draft? And I don't think there is a... Uh, an easy answer. I think Peter Skaronsky is probably the popular pick, but uh, Paris Johnson Jr. I think could easily enter his name into this conversation. Uh, that's who I'm going with. I'm going Paris Johnson, Paris Johnson. Jr., uh, ninth overall to the Bears. I just think physically, both, of those, both of those Ohio, Ohio State, State tackles yeah. are just 
insane in terms of their their size, their size, and their yeah. physical nature. So I'm going Paris Johnson Jr. at pick number nine. Pro- protect the, your franchise quarterback yeah. in Justin Fields makes a lot of sense. Yep. All right. So Bink, uh, number ten, Philadelphia. I'm going to go Peter Skaronsky here, the other tackle that you debated on there with Paris. I think they're. I think you flip a coin on who's the better tackle in that situation. Um, I like, like the Eagles to shore up that offensive line. Obviously, Lane Johnson there as well. But really, with Philly and their running game, that dominant running game they have. I'm going left tackle, Peter Skronsky. Man, so the Titans are sitting there at 11, and I wonder if they're gonna they're they're gonna be one of the teams looking to move up. <laughs> I maybe I think there's you a know good what chance I mean? they could. JSN Jackson Smith the big, but I do believe is goes here. I I I I think that there's a very good chance that they could look to move up here, but I, I think in this situation, though, this is like the perfect scenario. They really need wide receivers. Their their old general manager got fired because of the AJ Brown situation and the fact that they for, they they failed to supply Tannehill and and uh, uh, Malik Willis with weapons in the passing game. So to me, this is really easy right here. Jackson Smith and Jigba here, wide receiver out of Ohio State for Tennessee. Yeah, and that's a bummer because once again, I think that's a good call. Um, and once again, I'm sitting here with the Texans at pick number 12. And everything you just said about needing help at wide receiver goes double for the Houston Texans, whose current depth chart looks like Robert Woods and Nico Collins. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny how they did sign, they always- sign Noah Brown. Robert Woods always goes to, to wide receiver needy teams and he's never enough. Well, they signed Dalton Schultz too, who like at this point is no. gonna be <laughs> no. But yeah, at this point he's gonna get like 120 oh, targets. Yeah, he's season. gonna have a, he's probably gonna be a pretty decent fantasy tight end next year because they're gonna have no one else to throw to. This team needs so much help everywhere on the roster. And because wide receivers um, there's no wide receivers left, uh, they need help everywhere, and there have been no defensive backs taken here at pick 12. So I think you follow the board, Bink, right? That's what you always tell me. Let the board speak. Let the board speak, and the board right now is saying, hey, take your pick. Who is the best cornerback? Because none of them have been taken, so uh, uh, this is an easy pick now. Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon, going to uh, the Houston Texans at pick 12. This probably wouldn't be the sexy pick because it isn't the wide receiver. And I actually think there's a good chance the Texans might try to trade up to get ahead of the Titans Maybe. so they can get a wide receiver. Well, it depends. I mean, I I had, you know, I had Quentin Johnson going sixth overall. Yeah, yeah. If like, that doesn't happen, then all of a sudden you maybe you get to stay at 12 right, and get right, a wide receiver. Right, but at the same time, if you're if you're in a situation like you got to think if someone takes a wide receiver, if take someone takes Quentin Johnston earlier, well, now you definitely need to get ahead of the Titans in order mm-hmm. to go get that spot. So yep. I, I think it's very likely it happens if it plays out the way that it, it has played out for our mock. Okay, Bink, uh, back to you at pick 13 with the New York Jets. They signed one offensive lineman in free agency. He was a guard. I'm going to go product Jones here. I, when I think of the tackles, I, I put him right there. I don't think there's a huge difference between Jones and Skronsky in and, and Paris. So Broderick Jones goes to the Jets. Okay, the New England Patriots, Chris, are on the clock at pick 14. So in this situation here, Patriots' strength right now is their defense, and they're going to want to let that remain their biggest strength right now. And they've had a guy fall to them in our mock that I think – Fits them perfectly, and that's uh, Devin Wither- Witherspoon, the uh, mm. corner corner at Illinois. A, at a Illinois. I feel like that fits them perfectly. They l- like Bill Belichick loves having really good corners on his team, so I-, I think that's exactly what they could use. Let your defense remain your biggest strength. 
Okay, so I, I agree with you. I think that's a perfect fit there. I think Joey Porter Jr. would also be, I think, defensive back in general. Yeah, he'd be great. He'd be great yeah, too. Be great great. I, I think. I think well, this one's a little bit better. Okay, so pick fifteen, uh, the Green Bay Packers, who right now are kind of in flux. I am going to assume that the Green Bay Packers are going to be without Aaron Rodgers. That Jordan Love will be starting at quarterback, which means I need to get this young quarterback weapons. Uh, the two best wide receivers are off the board, but this is a really, really strong tight end class. So the, I'm looking tight end here. Okay. The two Belindikoff winners are still there. The two Belindikoff winners, yes. Uh, Jordan Big, Addison. Big loves those Jaylen award Hyatt. winners. And Jalen Hyatt. He loves those award winners. Yeah. Um, you know, Big fan. You got to bring home some hardware. Um, Jamar Chase won it one time. He's pretty good. <laughs> you know what? I, it, to me, I'm just trying to decide which tight end I want to take. Do I want to take Michael Meyer or do I want to take... Dalton Kincaid. Kincaid's been your guy, though. Kincaid's, Kincaid's my guy. guy. I but think I, I think Mayer's better. I think Mayer fits. I mean, I don't. Mayer's more of a traditional tight end. Dalton uh, yeah. Kincaid is more of just like they're, a vertical but they're threat. Not, but they're not going to run a lot of vertical stuff right now right. with Jordan. Lowe. And who are you replacing? Robert Tanyan. Yeah. Right. So I'm not saying you you draft someone. You draft someone they're less that, athletic. You draft but, someone that fits your team. And I think Michael Mayer. I, I think that Mayer guy. fits their team. I, I do too. So I'm going now. Uh, Michael Mayer, pick 15 to Green Bay. Michael Mayer. Okay. This is interesting because I think with the Steelers picking here, no, you're or right. excuse me, Washington. Washington, Washington the Commanders. Washington's picking, then the Steelers are behind him. Right. This is interesting. And I do think a trade might happen here because I think the Steelers really want Joey Porter Jr. But God, that would be such a by the way. <laughs> that would be the that would most, be great continuity yeah, there. That would be, that but would I'm be so going, perfect. I'm jumping them since we're not doing trades here. I do think that they would be open that Joey Porter Jr. to Washington. That would just be too that the 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 storylines are getting. This yeah. is a Richard it is, move. It is. It is. I'll remember that. <laughs> not even for me. You know, not, I'm not even picking for the Steelers. But I assume, would you have taken Joey Porter Jr. here? 100. percent I would have taken. You know, it was if the Steelers were there at 17, just for continuity's sake. Also, he's a great player. That was a jerk move I just did. But yeah, for continuity, no, it's, it's what you do in draft a, rooms. It's not a jerk shrewd move. move. It's it not a jerk move. It's not a jerk move. You pick the best available player you could pick. So I don't blame you for that. Um, in this case, though, and and I. To be honest, I, I would be a little bit surprised if he makes it that far. I wouldn't be shocked if if, if uh, Joey Porter Jr. was taken ahead of like Witherspoon or taken ahead of um, uh, Christian Gonzalez. I could see one of those two falling. I really yeah. like Gonzalez, man. Yeah, I, I like him too. I, but I could see a team like, oh, I like Joey Porter Jr. better because he, he seems like he's the better man cover guy. Um, in this instance, at 17... For the Pittsburgh Steelers, you got a lot of different needs here, but I think you want to lean into your defense. You got a young quarterback. You do have some weapons on offense. A lot of young guys, though. You want to let your defense be a strength so your quarterback doesn't have to try to go out there and play hero ball. So I'm going to improve my defense. I'm going to go take safety out of Alabama, Brian Branch. Brian Branch, Branch. okay. Probably the only safety that's going to be taken in the first round. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so now I get the I get the Lions again. I love this. I got to make the Lions pick at pick six, and now I am back on the board with Detroit. So I'm really just deciding the Lions' fate here. I went Quentin Johnston, so I like a tight end here. But you know, you traded T.J. Hawkinson last year, but I already got you the biggest, most physical wide receiver in the draft. Do I really? Do I go tight end here? Jared Goff is a talent dependent quarterback, but so now you want to you want to load up on talent. But hypothetically, but hypothetically, I've already given them talent. I've given them the best offensive 
weapon in this draft. In this league, you'd, I'd much rather have too much talent than mm-hmm. not enough they took or two, just enough. Two, two linebackers and four defensive backs were yeah. signed. I mean, they have long. done a lot for their defense. Actually, six. And But their offense is going to be their strength. You don't need a great defense. You just need a defense that's not awful. You need a, but in this league, you're going to win a lot more if you have a great offense. So load up on the great offense. You went Aiden Hutchinson first overall last year. You really bolstered, or you have at least attempted to bolster your secondary. They've attempted, yeah. Cam we'll Sutton. see what happens. You spend that much on defense, Manuel Mosley. You got to you got to balance it out a little bit. That front seven though, that front seven is still a little weak. And I don't think any team has ever said, I don't think any team in the history of football has ever said, you know what we did? We invested too much in our trenches. We put too much investment into our, off- or our defensive line, our offensive line. This is a guy I was considering at pick six. And here he is at pick 18. Let the board speak. Lucas Van Ness. You said it was too early at pick six. They need help on the defensive front. Lucas Van Ness helps them. He might end up being one of the two or three best pass rushers in this draft class. So it's that's a good thing I'm going you to took him because I was going to take him for the Bucks. Were you? Because they, they they resigned. Uh, they don't, they're losing people on the edge, and you know they always like getting to the quarterback. Hmm. So that's something that I would have been considering doing if I was uh, Tampa. But instead, since he's been taken, uh, I'm going to go Nolan Smith, maybe one of the most athletic players. So uh, we saw at the combine, he's a uh, edge for uh, out of Georgia. So I'll, I'll tell you what, I don't think Nolan Smith makes it this far. I think, really? yeah, I, I think well, he, he kept sliding. I think he's going to end up being one of those dudes that teams are just going to say, okay, the physical traits are too hard to ignore. This guy's a freak. Like, I would not be shocked to see him wind up at like pick nine or 10. No, I, cause I could totally see, cause you remember like Bruce Irvin, the Seahawks did it with Bruce Irvin years ago. Yeah. Where they they were like we love the the physical acumen this guy has, so let's bring him in because we think physically no one's going to be able to stop him on the edge. Mm-hmm. He's been all over the board. Yeah, and he didn't he didn't really Reminds work out like this. he didn't really work out like that. But like still, I I don't blame them for for taking the shot there. So I I think there's a good chance Nolan Smith could be taken a lot higher. He was just sitting there. It's <laughs> be perfect for the Bucks getting to the quarterback. Okay, so now we are at pick 20. To you, Chris, the Seattle Seahawks are on the clock. Okay, so uh, I'm going to address a problem that the Seahawks have had, I mean, for at least a decade. Their offensive line is uh, not super great. They have struggled to protect their quarterback. One of the reasons why Russell Wilson wanted out of there, among other things like wanting to win an MVP and, you know, throw throw the ball a lot more than he was there. Um they have their quarterback, at least for right now, in Geno Smith. They've got some good weapons there. They now need to make sure that they protect their quarterback. And so I'm going to go guard out of Florida, Osiris Torrance. This kid, was um, he was really good at Louisiana, went to the SEC, first year there, dominated SEC linemen. Uh, this kid can play in the league, and I, I think he's going to be great for them. Yeah, he's somebody who has uh, been creeping up in more and more he's first very round. he's very underrated I don't think he's the best lineman right now but I think he has a chance to end up being the best lineman from this class just because of how quickly he can acclimate to higher levels of play okay so the Chargers here at pick 21 you went all defense last offseason right you went and signed JC Jackson you traded for Khalil Mack I'm going offense here 
I'm going weapons on offense here. Again, my two favorite wide receivers are off the board, but I guess it's pick 21, so that's to be expected. Austin Eckler is asking for a trade. Would you dare go out and just draft the next workhorse running back in Bijan Robinson at pick 21? I think this is a reasonable time to take him. I would not trade for Austin Eckler because <laughs> he's almost he's at that age range where guys at that position start to decline. And he wants a bigger payday than the six and a quarter million he's making right now. I'm not investing that in a late twenties running back, so I think this is this would be a I think it'd be a good pick for them. I I'm, I'm looking at him and I'm looking at Jordan Addison because I do think it wouldn't be outlandish for them to add another wide receiver. Yeah, this is probably un, unless Allen takes a big pay cut. This is probably his last. But year the ability there. to catch on the backfield too, and he's got that Bijan. Yeah, but you already had that in spades with Austin Eckler. Is it wise for you to lose one running back and then spend your best asset on another running back? That's what makes him go. Yeah, I mean, especially if, like, what happens if things go more south with Eckler and he's not playing for you this year? Yeah. Okay. All right. You talked me into it. Bajan Robinson goes pick 21 to the Los Angeles Chargers. So now uh, the Baltimore Ravens, who they might not be picking it at pick 22 yeah. by the time the dust settles yeah. with we'll, this uh, we'll, Lamar we'll Jackson stuff. Lamar Jackson, who did say that he requested a trade back in... Um, March 2nd. March 2nd. Yeah, March 2nd. Yeah, this was, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, interesting group to me. I, I don't see quarterback here. I don't think they're going to find... They'd have to trade up like 20 picks to get a quarterback. That's the One thing about thing. Baltimore, it's it's just who their mindset is. It's what they are. It's dominant speed guys all over the defense, including that defensive line, uh, especially defensive tackle. Kalijah Kansi, um, 6'1", 281 pounds. He ran a 4'6'7 at that speed. That speed, some people have him you know, going early. Some have him going in the second, third round. I really like Kansi's athleticism off the chart. I think the uh, ESPN Stats and Info gave it a 94 for athleticism at the Combine this year. He just screams Baltimore Ravens to me. Okay, Kalijah Kansi out of pit. Um, so now Minnesota at pick 23, Chris. So you stole my pick, Bink. I was going to take Kalijah Kansi there for the Vikings. I got a habit of doing this. You do, you do. So does he, though. He... Uh, but <laughs> I, I'm going to go with the guy that I think is also going to be a very good interior defensive lineman. Uh, that is uh, Brian Brissy out of See? out of Clemson. Clemson. He can, I mean, there was some talk he might be able to also play edge. I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, they need the, the Vikings right now just need any help they can get on their defense. Their defense was awful, especially pass defense. Pass rush wasn't great. Secondary, not that great. They need any help they can get. And getting a guy like that who can who can rush the passer there, who can be a force in the run game, going to be very important for them. So I think Brissy's the guy. Okay, so at pick 24, Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock. I really wanted to go defensive back here, and I feel like it's kind of the perfect little pocket in this draft for them to do that. I think they could also go with... uh, They could also go left tackle. They could go offensive lineman really anywhere. Um, But I am going to stick with my, my initial pick, and I'm looking for... I'm looking for... Where's Ringo? How far down do I have to scroll? 
I to thought, get to Ringo. I think Kelly might be like a second or third round value. I don't know, man. What I've been, he was initially a first round corner. So okay, should I go? I mean, now I'm second guessing myself. Do I go Deontay he, Banks? Do he, I let the do I let the public dictate what I do here? You do whatever you want because a lot yeah, of these it, picks it, are all over the place. It's your it's your mock. Tariq Willem went in the fifth round last year. He was third in defensive rookie yeah, of the yeah, year this year. Yeah, he was like a four two. Yeah. Was it four two six forty yeah. time or something like Which that? Which I did yeah, mock I mean, I've him in the second round to the yeah. Chiefs. Yeah, I wanted him. I wanted, I wanted him, I wanted him three in the rounds round too early. I but you know him, what? Yeah. So he's just, a second round pick so now, right? Maybe a record. first rounder. For the record, um, Keely Ringo is uh, on Pro Football Focus. He is the seventy fourth ranked prospect. The average draft position by people who use the mock draft simulator is fifty eighth. So picking him at twenty fourth would not be. A big value play for me here. Yeah, it's not. I mean, but again, like this is based on like public okay. valuation. Yeah, that's true. And what does the public know? I'm Make going with Kelly pick. Ringo. I mean, I've seen him more than I've seen any other cornerback in college right. football over the last two years. And he's just a good football player. Ringo at 24. So I'm going Ringo at pick 24 to Jacksonville. You're, it's not going to be popular with Kuiper or, or McShay, but you know. Well, Todd, they, Todd, can, Todd, Todd. <laughs> they can take it up with me. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, the New York Giants at pick 25, Pink. You know, here's the one thing about him. Paris Campbell, these type of guys, they need weapons. They need weapons on offense. And I think the third best wide receiver uh, gets taken here. Jordan Addison is going to the New York Giants. I just see offensive weapons um, for them. They see a running back that gave Barkley the franchise tag this year. Um, so you look at the receivers they brought in this offseason. Crowder, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and Paris Campbell. No, get Jordan Addison. Okay. I like that. Um, it's been a little, it's taken them a little too long to maybe invest uh, in weapons on the offensive side. So, uh, some of those guys are bringing back, but we're coming down the home stretch here. Uh, pick 26, the Dallas Cowboys, Chris. So, the Cowboys need some weapons. They really need to invest in some weapons bad. And, and they're crying over it'd be OBJ. There. I know, right? They really, I mean, the fans wanted OBJ. The team realizes probably not a good He's investment. Been going to Mavericks games. I know. I mean, I think OBJ really wants to be a cowboy, but I don't think that's going to happen because I, I honestly don't see Jerry Jones investing that much in a receiver in his 30s. I think this is where Dalton Kincaid gets mm. drafted. I like this. They they get themselves a tight end, you right. safety yep. net. You you wanted him, right? No, I just I, I thought yeah. that they'd be a good fit for the Bengals. Yeah. I I thought yeah, a lot of people have have uh, the Bengals taking a tight end. Um, I think this is perfect for them. They get a nice safety valve type guy, especially in the red zone. They you know not having Zeke means that red zone they're not going to have that that red zone running back the same way. So. Get you a guy that's a safety net receiver over the middle of the field. This is perfect for them. Who, who, who's he going with again? Uh, he's going with Dalton Kincaid. Okay, uh, Kincaid. Cowboys, Kincaid. 26. Okay, okay, man. So um, I am on the clock now with the Buffalo Bills at pick 27. And I'm going one of two positions here. I am going cornerback or I am going wide receiver. And if I go wide receiver... I'm not taking a slot. I'm not taking a, a possession receiver. I'm not taking a slot. If I go receiver, Bink, I'm going Jalen Hyatt. If I if I go receiver, Bink just lean back in his chair. Like, don't you dare. <laughs> but I do think, like, he... I don't think... Because I have the Bengals would, next, and I'm not going wide receiver. Well, Jalen Hyatt would be, like, sit, hedging your bet on Gabe Davis to just say, hey, maybe this guy's not going to be somebody we build around. Let me put someone opposite Stephon Diggs who can take the top off of defenses while he does his thing and just create separation everywhere on the field. I, I don't think it would be that outlandish. 
I here here's the thing. I think I do think wide receivers in play. I think they also got to look at linebacker now that uh, that they what is it Edmonds they lost mm-hmm. uh, to the Bears. So you got to think about that as well because their defense has been very good for them. Yeah. One of the reasons why they've been so competitive. And I think if you you know with him out of the equation now, that's going to hurt them a lot, especially against the run, especially in pass coverage. Like they're they're really going to be hurting without him. So I think linebackers a position you want to think about as well for the Bills. I, that's a team though. I don't think is going to be quite as obvious what they're going. Like you to definitely do. you saw what happened to him when Von Miller get hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, and that was just a different and, team. And pass rush could be something that they look at too because you're right. You're right. As soon as they lost Vaughn, different team. They they were not the same defense that they were before, and that was the biggest reason why they lost the Bengals. Terrible def- offensive line they were going up against. They couldn't get to Joe uh, Joe Burrow, and everybody gets to Joe Burrow. Everybody Second gets most to quarterback sack right, last yeah. years. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm get, I'm going with my gut. The more I, I I I was I was listening to you talk, but I was just continuing to think about where the Bills are at and what they're going to try and build on. I think they're going to keep trying to add weapons on offense. So I'm going Jalen Hyatt for the same exact reasons why I mocked Jalen Hyatt to the Damn Chiefs it. last week, because I'm going with the <laughs> highest potential. I'm going with the highest upside player for that offense. We have Josh Allen at quarterback. What do you want? You want someone who can run past every defender. Jalen Hyatt's the only guy in this draft class who can do that. But can he play in the snow? He's from the SEC. <laughs> That's always the question. I mean, if he's going to play in the snow, he's got to be able to do it here, too. Tua said I was working out in Maryland. There was some snow. It snowed Alabama one time. It snowed in Alabama at one time. That one day a few years ago. Can Jalen Hyatt play in the snow? We'll find out. We'll find out because they'll have plenty of it until they build that dome up in Buffalo. So, Bink, you are back with the Bengals at pick 28. I'm good to, definitely going tight end here. That's the one piece I'm thinking they need explosive. They, they really need it on offense. Um, Musgrave is not is out there still, correct? Correct. Musgrave. Yeah, only two tight ends off the board. But uh, Darnell Washington, I think, fits the bill. His athleticism, just a devastating blocker up front, and they're going to need that with Joe Burrow. They need that extra protection on the outside. They're about to. Uh, they've been working on a contract with him going forward. So, one of uh, your favorite and one of my favorite too, mm-hmm. Darnell Washington, tight end out of I like Georgia. That. Uh, standing in it, well, he's not six six. He said at the pro day he's six seven. The combine had him at six six, but the pro day, you know, numbers only. Who cares? Six 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 seven. I don't care. It's big. Darnell Washington to the Bengals. So for the Saints at twenty nine, I mean, <laughs> this team has a lot of ways mm. they could go. I mean, they got Derek Carr. So what? They have a decent wide receiver. I mean, obviously, like, we don't know what's going to happen with Michael Thomas. He hasn't really played very much in the last couple seasons. And then uh, Chris Olave was really good for them last year. So, like, weapons-wise, they're probably fine, but not great. But I, I think, again, and I've said this about teams with mediocre to to prospective quarterbacks, you want to lean into your strength. Even though they've had issues, it's not quite as good as, the, as what it has been. Defense is still the strength of the team. And I think you want to allow that to be the strength of your team still. So if I'm them, I'm going to go Miles Murphy, edge rusher oh, out of Clemson. Damn it. And it's a total value pick because Miles Murphy's <laughs> yeah. probably a top 10 yeah, pick. Probably, top, at probably, least top 12. Probably at least, I think, I think at, at, at worst, top 15. But I think they're, like, I'm sure that for them, they're like, we can't believe he fell this far. So in that instance, I think you go Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy. 
out of I, do, I don't love that. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, I'm sure you don't. I We're don't love close it. to the Chiefs. Is it the Eagles and the Chiefs? Okay. Just, there's a guy sitting there. I know that I I know you. I know you'll be cool with there at 30. Okay, so at pick ten, we had the Eagles selecting Peter Skaronski, tackle out of Northwestern. So you've gotten your offensive line taken care of. I like that pick a lot. I think the other obvious need for the Eagles, at least in the immediate future, and you're trying to compete to win Super Bowls, is you need edge rushers. Uh, I, I want someone... Basically, I want someone opposite Hassan Reddick. I want more of a prototype. And to me, the best prototype edge rusher in this draft, or at, at least on the board right now, is Felix Anudike Uzama out of Kansas State. So I think you could go with... Will McDonald out of Iowa State here. Um, you could go with BJ Ojolari, but I just like the physical makeup of uh, Felix and Utica Uzama, so that's who I'm going with at pick 30. So now, the moment we've all been waiting for, Bink, one pick left in this mock draft. I, I think this one should be easy for you. And it's I, the I Kansas City it to, Chiefs. I, think we, I thought we were doing it together. I think this one's Well, why don't you lead the way, and if we decide that we want to call an audible, we'll, right. we'll let you know. Darnell Wright, tackle, right tackle at Tennessee, devastating player. Great on the outside, and Anton Harrison, a guy that uh, barely gave up any pressures at Oklahoma. If we're going left tackle, because the receivers I all wanted are gone. The Zay, Flowers, said, Zay Flowers still see, on the board? I know Zay's and, still there. And, that's, and I like Zay, but I like these other receivers better than I have Zay. I really like Zay Flowers here. Um, you look at the way he was used at Boston College, very similar to the way that the Chiefs used Tyreek before, a lot of orbit motion. He was in motion all the time. I think he's obviously not as fast as Tyreek. Nobody is. But I think he gives you the kind of versatility that Tyreek did. I think you could use him in a ton of different ways. I think he's a more polished receiver than I think a lot of people want to give him credit for. So I, I think he actually would be perfect for this team if Jalen Hyatt isn't there. I like Jalen Hyatt more because I think Jalen has a higher upside. I actually think Zay Flowers might be a safer pick, though, because I think he's got a higher a higher floor than Jalen does. To me, it's Sky Moore. I mean, he ran a four four two. Sky a four four one. I don't think very I, similar similar skill set. Yeah. So can I can I can I uh, comment on that really quick? Because I've heard that a lot. Is that you know this draft class, by the way, is full of dudes who are sort of built like five nine, five ten. Yeah, there's a whole lot of six foot, hundred seventy five pound receivers. And I know that that turns people off to the point where you say, "Well, you've already got Kadarius Tony, who's six foot, but he's more slender build. You just had McCole Hardman for four years. You've got Sky Moore, who's a little bit shorter." When you look at the history of Andy Reid wide receivers, it's not an accident. And I think people have a tendency to say, "Well, there's too much overlap." That's the type of receiver that he wants. He wants guys who create separation. Except he really liked Juju. And he, he did. You don't hear him texting how receivers did you, like he did Juju. But how two did years they ago. use Juju? Like the, Juju is a big physical receiver, and you think like, oh, but they coveted him. But what they used him underneath, and they used him as a possession receiver. So he didn't. Juju wasn't great at creating separation, but Juju was really good in yak. So you have to do one or two things. He's not ever going to go after the prototype who's just going to make circus grabs. Like He wants dudes who can separate. And even though Zay Flowers, yes, he, it seems like there's a little bit of overlap there. He's he's a slot receiver. He's like, that's a great what, speed, 4-4-2. He's 5-9. He, he does not have that top so end speed. So you're thinking Zay as well? No. 
See, I'm sitting there thinking, well, there's, well, there's a couple things. The no, Chiefs I just didn't. wanted to sound off on that. Well, the Chiefs didn't do this in free agency, and we're looking at right tackle, and you think, oh, can Lucas Niang finally have the chance, or Darian Kennard? I don't know, man. Darnell Wright is the best right tackle so, in this draft. Darnell Wright, Anton Harrison, I put them both the same. To me, to me, the choice is offensive tackle because you took my top four. Okay, receivers. so I was going to go Will McDonald the fourth here, but it seems like you guys are on opposite ends, and and I don't want to add a third option on the table, but I just want to <laughs> let it be known. I think Will McDonald the fourth is a freak of nature. I don't care that he's twenty four years old. He is. He uh, is. He's a freak. He's got long arms. He's yeah. explosive. Like that's just exciting at that position, especially at pick thirty one. But. Since you guys are split here between left tackle on one side and wide receiver on the other, not knowing what we, not knowing right now what they're going to do at either position, I would ask you guys, what do you think is easier to fix between now and the draft, wide receiver or right tackle? I would, I think it's right tackle because I very much think the Chiefs look at their situation and they think they can find a replacement at right tackle a lot easier than they can at wide receiver. The Chiefs have a particular kind of wide receiver. They are, I think they are very confident in their ability to go take a guy like a Niang or Kennard or maybe find somebody out there as a rental. I mean, we forget Andrew Wiley was a guard that they converted to tackle out of an emergency situation. Before him, it was Mike Rimmers, who was a guard that they converted to tackle as an emergency situation. They very much don't covet that role as much. I mean, aside from like Mitchell Schwartz, who they paid a lot of money to be their right tackle, they generally are not a, a team that's going to go out of their way to, to try and spend a lot of high-value assets at right tackle. So I'm very confident that they could at least find a solution that works for now there and focus more on trying to rebuild their weapons for their quarterback. Cause at this point now your strength is Patrick Mahomes and you lean into that when you can Bink, Ultimately, I think this decision rests with well, you. The, the I don't one think thing about Anton Harrison is it's a left tackle. You're asking to play right, which right, yeah. again, can you groom him and you say, well, eventually that's your left tackle. Yeah. And he put Juwan back of a right. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he'd take, take a rookie and put him at left tackle. But it's a guy that he had to start at Oklahoma at right tackle. Predominantly, he's a left tackle. That's where he played his junior and senior year. He's a tremendous player. I, if they do this, it's got to be OBJ, and it's got to be trading down in the second round for receiver. Yeah. Because I mean, Zay Flowers is still going to be out there um, if I don't go this direction. But the two hot spots as far as you, I mean, the really, really necessary is, I think of Mahomes, protect Mahomes, give Mahomes weapons. Um as much as I want to go Zay Flowers, I think that's settling. I'm going to go Anton Harrison. That would be my pick. Okay, so final pick. You're going Anton Harrison? Final answer. He should be near the top of that already. Okay, there he is. Uh, there he is. I was looking for the Oklahoma. Okay, and uh, there we go, guys. Do they have uh, him as the top tackle? Or they have, uh, he was he was the top. Yeah, tackle. he was top. Yeah. He, they had him. They gave him the edge over. And, and there was also Dwan Jones, who was still yeah, on the board as well. Great tackle from Ohio State. All right, guys. So, um, are you guys happy with that though? Because I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, well, I'm, you guys I'm don't cool like. with it. I will say this though: the Chiefs don't really care. I mean, obviously, we saw that with Juwan Taylor. They don't care what side these tackles play at if they think they got the versatility yeah. there. Eric Fisher was a left tackle, moved over to right for a first for his first couple of years with the Chiefs before he moved back over to left. So, if they think you have the athletic ability to play tackle, they also think you probably have the athletic ability to play on either first side. First team All-American, first team All-Big 12. Yeah, so like I, I, if they made that move, like I, I would understand it because 
they clearly would view him as someone who can move, who's versatile enough to move over. So now Are that we, okay yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. I, I think I think going our name, all our names are going on this. So here's why <laughs> well, I wanted your name. <laughs> so here's why I wanted to do this. So I wanted to go through and and here's the thing with mock drafts too. The the first round mock drafts is these are basically and teams will do these. Like teams do mock drafts. I know everybody thinks they're silly. Like the people who don't like them think they're silly. NFL teams do these. Because they want to know sure. all the different scenarios that could possibly play out to try and figure out what their options may be, plan A, plan B, plan C. And the Chiefs are doing plenty of this as well. I've done a few of these. I'm sure you guys have done these. The one thing that seems clear after doing this and after doing a couple of these is that you're not going, like, if wherever the wave of wide receivers are, because that's the popular pick right now, is the Chiefs need to add receivers. Wherever that tier is, it seems like the Chiefs are out of it. Like, of being able to get one of those elite pass catchers. I don't think you're going to be able to sit around at pick 31 and be able to get one of those guys. However, it does seem like there is going to be value at pick 31, whether you're looking for an offensive lineman or an edge rusher. It seems like just the way that other teams need positions, and mainly I think you're looking at I think you're looking at pass catchers in the early 20s. You're looking for offensive weapons in general. Like we had a big run of running backs and wide receivers there from basically pick 15 to pick 26. And if that's the way it ends up panning out, that could work in the Chiefs' favor if they're okay with sticking at 31 and going after an edge rusher or an offensive lineman. But in this scenario, it would be only moving up three or four spots if a Jalen Hyatt's still out there for the Chiefs. Do you think that's the the most they would move up in the first round? Pick 25, 20, 26? Or 22, something like that. It, well, it's not going to be extremely costly to do that if that's where they, the direction they win it. Um, I, I really wanted a wide receiver here, but you know, here's a guy, Anton Harrison, 446 snaps, one sack, one quarterback hit. Now, one quarterback hit was the sack he gave up. I, I really want a wide receiver, though, with him, but do I see the Chiefs moving up? Possibly. I really think they covet a wide receiver at the spot, unless it's like an OBJ or DeAndre Hopkins. We'll say they get the trade done with DeAndre, and who knows? It could even be done by the time this podcast posts. Yeah, I, 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 I will say this. I do think if they're trading up at this point now, if they're trading up, it's going to be a receiver. And it's going to be because there was a run on receiver somewhere in the teens, and they're like, okay, well, we kind of feel like maybe the Bills are going to take a receiver, and we kind of want to get ahead of them. Much in the same way, like we've seen a lot of teams try to get ahead of the Chiefs to go get guys. And mm-hmm. last year in the first round, like I don't think any of us saw the run on wide receivers happening as early as it did, where guys like Jahan Dotson are going at 15th overall to the commanders. Like I, I, I think at that point, you have to account for that. And I think the Chiefs have to be aggressive if they really covet Jalen Hyatt the way I think that we do. If they really do, then or or Zay Flowers or someone like that, they they got to go out there and and make sure they get him ahead of the Bills if they feel like the Bills. Well, are take on the receiver. trade value chart, pick thirty one is a, is assigned value of one ninety. So they would have to. Who's going to trade with them? That's one thing. Is there trade partners that would trade with the Chiefs? Buffalo's not going to happen. Cincinnati's not going to happen. New Orleans sitting at twenty nine. 
It's only 12 more points in value. Could be a situation. See, I'm looking more towards the late Minnesota teens. Minnesota at 23. Late yeah, teens, early 20. 20s. I think 20. Because I look at these. Okay, so the Lions already picking at number six. Like they may not feel the need to sit there at 18 after already getting one of their guys at pick six. Yeah, I would I would think 20 because like you want it because in that case you would be getting ahead of the Chargers who could, as you brought up, you talked about them potentially taking a receiver. They could do that because Keenan Allen probably very likely playing his last year. Let's run the through Chargers. these teams really quick. The Chargers are sitting there at 21. They could take a receiver. Yes. The Ravens are at 22. They, they could take could. a receiver. Yeah. The Vikings are sitting at 23. They could take a receiver. They could, yeah. Uh, 24, I don't think I don't think the, the Jaguars, think the Jags, maybe 25 the, with Giants the Giants absolutely could. The Cowboys absolutely yeah, could. I, the Bills, I mean, I we're talking definitely. about six teams that well, could all Giants be in receiver. on receivers. Exactly. So I think right around that late teens, early 20s is maybe that window okay. if you do try to Detroit's value is 287 on that pick. Chiefs have 190. Their second round pick is worth 82 points. So you're essentially talking about trading your one and two. What, what about 20? Uh, what's the value for 20? The value for 20, we're sitting there at 269. Okay. So, so, so again, it'd take your first and your second. What's the... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, if you feel like you need to do that to get a receiver that you really like, some people might not like that. But I feel like... In that in that moment, we would yeah. we would have to give the Chiefs the benefit of the doubt because they made an aggressive move to go get a mm-hmm. guy, and we saw it work for him a year ago. And they could they would be giving up the pick the slot, but it would be two hundred and sixty nine value points Chiefs first and second. It'd be right there. Yeah, it'd be right there. So that would be able to cost them giving up their thirty first pick to Detroit, and then giving Detroit pick sixty three. I think it's a I think it's appropriate value. I think I think I could live with that if I was. Seeing them make that kind of a move to go get that question mark like that, I'd be cool with it. Now, the real question is going to become, and we'll find this out you know, in the weeks leading up to, is if the Chiefs view tackle as a position of need, much like we saw two years ago, right when they were sitting there right before the Orlando Brown Jr. trade, and we came to find out that, no, they wanted a left tackle. They did the scouting, and they said there's not a left tackle in this draft, not one that we're going to get at the end of the first round. And that's when they made the move to go after Orlando Brown Jr., this looks to be a little bit deeper at the tackle spot. I'm going to be really interested to see how the Chiefs scout some of these dudes. Because if they don't take a left tackle, it's either A, they think that, or a right tackle, whatever. They think that Lucas Niang or Darian Kennard can fill in for a year, or that they just don't think there's a, a long-term answer that's going to be available at the end of the first round. I think Anton Harrison could be. I mean, we're talking a guy that could go early in the first round, or maybe not in the first round at all. Or, Dar- or Darnell Wright. We're talking about two guys. And one thing I like about Anton is he's played left. So you have a left making that easy transition over to right. And he can do a lot of things. It's a versatile guy that could play on either side. And if in the future they say, no, it's our left tackle the future, that's where they go. But I just think it's a value pick for the Chiefs. If they're not going to move up, this is who I think they take. Yeah, I, I just judging by how the Chiefs go, I'm a little bit skeptical about the first-round tackle. I just based on their recent history, they really value guys with experience playing on the outside. And I think they really think they know how to coach up guys to play that position. I'm with you as far as left tackle is concerned. Yeah. I don't think you're replacing Wiley. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a huge difference between I know Wiley's been in the league longer, but is there that much of a difference between him and Anton Harrison? Yeah, but I'm I'm sure what what about them versus a Niang or or, or a Kennard or someone else? But they have really no experience. What about someone else? But that's what I'm saying though, is like 
I'm thinking, mean, in that, in that case, Anton Harrison wouldn't have any experience either. So it would be the cheaper option to go with one of the guys you already have, or take a one go, uh, go with one of the options that you already have. So you don't have to spend premium value. And I'll say this, the chiefs do value Oklahoma linemen. It's Creed Humphrey, <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah, that's and, true. And, uh, and Orlando Brown Jr. too. So yeah. Orlando Brown Jr. Yeah, right. Right. so they they do. But uh, like I said, I, I feel like they're they think they can find better value at right tackle. So I I think it's probably more likely they take a big swing at receiver. And this is taking a left tackle and moving the right tackles. Usually, exactly, if you're a right yeah. tackle in college, you go, what, what are you doing playing right tackle yeah, just in college? Yeah. Well, we're moving a left tackle over to right. Right. Uh, it feels like we've stagnated a little bit because. I mean, at least in terms of the offseason, because in the last two or three weeks, it seems like we're just kind of all waiting for the Chiefs to do something. Because there are other holes to fill. You need to get a backup quarterback. You need to get uh, probably some more help defensively. But it, it it's very obvious. They are waiting to see what happens with DeAndre Hopkins and or, or, or Odell Beckham Jr. And once you find out whether or not you're going to be investing financially in wide receiver with one of those guys... You don't really have the flexibility to do anything else. So I'm still waiting for something like that to happen, which I think will then set off uh, a chain reaction. Yeah, just like I, I think Andy Reid does value veteran presence, the backup quarterback. He always has with Chase and Nick Foles and now Chad Henney. And the market's kind of drying up on that. The only reason I drafted Stetson Bennett in the first mock that we did, Mel Kuyper says <laughs> he's a four to six rounder at this point. So he's, he's starting to climb up there. It's just because... Ice water in the veins. He's played in the last two national title games, won MVP in those last two title games. So if you're not bringing a veteran presence, get somebody with the Coney's with a big game to be able to. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have any problem with Stetson. You take him sixth, seventh round if he's there. I think he's a great value. At that point, you're just trying to shore up whatever needs you have at that point, or at that point, just take someone that you think could be a valuable contributor for you in even a small role. And I think he could be down the road. Teams aren't developing their backup quarterbacks like that, and we've seen the importance of having developing quarterbacks, uh, developing backup quarterbacks with teams like the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. It's a freak thing that happens, but it still happens, and you kind of want to be prepared for it just in case. Well, this was fun, guys. Uh, I like that we did this. Gives you maybe um, a little bit of new perspective on what the Chiefs are going to be working with there at pick 31 if they decide to stay at pick 31. If you haven't already, please do us a favor subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. We appreciate it so much. The listeners are going up by the week. Can't thank you enough for tuning in. We'll be back again next Monday with another episode.